<laughs> Welcome to Shenanigans with uh, Biscuits and Gravy. We are back. Uh, yeah, after the hiatus. Hi, uh, hiatal hiatus, or, or uh, just... Uh, we'll, we'll call it the hiatal hernia. <laughs> there we go. I've, those hurt. Um, yeah, they do. It's painful. <laughs> it's painful for both of us. I, 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 I tore something in, in, yeah, my chest here. So my, my, my lungs, my, my left side of my chest hurts a lot. Well, you had a lot going on. I had a lot going on. You know, you were moving. I'm changing jobs. Like there was, a, there was a lot of flux with both of us. Yeah. And, and that. <laughs> And like other little things, even then too, just like bad timing or, you yeah, know, yeah, That's, or just like I don't want to fucking talk to you or anybody, let alone talk to myself. Yeah, yeah I mean, fuck you, uh, fuck me. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was uh, there. There were times, you know. Uh, I know I called you in wildly emotional states. Yeah, yeah. That that you calm me down and. You know, set me right. You know, I thank you for that. Then I call you drunk with like random shit that pops up in my head. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, I'm sorry, that's always one of the best times for me. <laughs> I don't, what was? I don't even remember. I know there were a couple like really weird shit that I said. Honestly, I can't even tell you. I mean, I, I no, I do remember. Uh, um, the other day, I was reading uh, uh, a, a, a quote. It, it was uh, uh, a little thought that said that if you have too much sex, that it could cause memory loss. Oh my God! Yes, yes, yes. This was uh, it, it, well, it was. I read this on a medical paper or a medical textbook. It was. Uh, it was uh, page thirty-two, third paragraph down. It was around five or one p.m. on March seventh, Monday, March seventh. Yes. So this is this is the voicemail I got, which was so tremendous. I had to read it to my father, and so I'm listening to this, and it, it says, "Hey, uh, Mr. Parker, Mr. Bennell, it is March eighth at seven o one p.m., and I am calling to tell you about an article I read, and it was like the the." <laughs> The New England Journal of Medicine, paragraph 32, page 75, and it has to do with the fact that if you have a lot of sex, it is worse for your memory. <laughs> he goes, by the way, I read this at 5.01 p.m. <laughs> and me and him died laughing. And I mean died laughing. He was like, that is probably one of the funniest damn things I ever heard. I was like, man, you ain't shitting. That is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, that was funny. <clears throat> There's always something weird that's uh, coming out of my mouth. God, that said it's so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it sound like you date a lot of weird dudes. <laughs> 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 mm. 
talked about doing uh, another top ten movie list. Yes, yes, and 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 I fully had over five. I almost had the ten, and I stopped, and I was like, ah, I just like you know what? I kind of like this better, so I ended up changing it. I just got so I got so pissed off. I didn't complete it, and I went no. back to it several times, and I just it it. It pissed me off. I'm like, I just can't do 10. Like, I need more time. And I've had, what, how many? Like a month? <laughs> and I, I, a little. Yeah, I, I, and I've actually, I put time into this. And it's just, I can only come up with five. Hey. And, and I mean, if that's what you get, that's what you get, man. It, it's, it, it's frustrating. Because there's so many fucking good movies. It's, it's, it's. Well. See, I, I went a different way. I like, you know, my, my my top ten is always my top ten. There's Jaws on there. There's Halloween, the original Friday the Thirteenth. Like I, ha- I have like a normal top ten. Mm-hmm. So, but what I want to do different from mine was a top ten mind-numbing movies. Now these are movies completely turn your brain off and watch, and they're fantastic. Like, you don't have to think during it. There's no, like, amazing plot points that are going to pop up if you go take a piss or go grab a drink. Like, nothing like that happens here. These are movies you can completely sit and just watch and turn your brain off and enjoy. And I'm happy to report not one of them is a Marvel or DC movie. No? Okay. I was happy about that. I was happy I was able to make that list without that happening. So yeah, oh, there you go. Okay, my mine mine are basically my all time top five, and they don't always stay because occasionally I may I may watch like I could watch a movie and think, wow, this is really good. And somehow it ties into a, a, an older movie I've seen that's in my top whatever, and it may actually change it because somehow something unique of it. What well, you know, th- th- there could be nothing in common with the two movies, and it's just the one that I happen to watch. It just makes me look at something a little bit differently. And so what? So and so movie that may have been top one may have been jumped down to t- to three because of that. So my my change. Not too drastically, but they do change. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, I, I have had a hard time with, uh, like, going in my top five movies and comparing Cool Hand Luke and The Joker. Ooh. Like, I've had a really hard time with those two together. Yeah. Because I feel like they have so many similarities. In the telling of the stories, in what they actually mean. Like, just such a hard time. But for me, you know, Cool Hand Luke just has that little bit more of a tale. Yes, yes. It's got that little bit more depth if you read in. It's it's, it's just a little bit more character development, even with the side characters. But I feel they tell a lot of the same story. So I have a hard time with those two, and like that's one that those are two that jockey hard with me, mm-hmm. and that's why I was sitting there and I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I I got to do a whole different list. Yeah, 
Like, this has got to be a list of, like, I want to do a list of canon movies, like Kickboxer and fucking uh, Bloodsport and all these, you know, ridiculous action Steve, movies. Steven Seagal movies? Every, yes, oh. every Steven Seagal like, movie. Like, he's, just... he's the most hated actor in fucking Hollywood. Not to mention a pathological fucking liar. Okay. Well, but what I will say for uh, what I will say for Steven Seagal is this: like the movie Out for Justice is a great when he plays that Chicago cop that his buddy gets killed and he's going to avenge that. Like, what a great movie! Mm-hmm. And it is. It's a great schlock action movie. But then you watch something like On Deadly Ground. And he's dressed in everything with the tassels and all that bullshit. (laughs) You're like, yep, that's where he screwed up. (laughs) It's just you see where he went so wrong and where he should have stopped. That's what rolls me. Like, Did you ever watch him in Steven Seagal Lawman? Yo. Oh, bro. Am I supposed that, to admit that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've seen it, admit it. Because that thing is painful, son. Uh, dude, his history, he started off as a pathological liar before he even got big. And I, I was, last night, I, I had trouble. It was, uh, I was doing a little bit of my unpacking and stuff. And, you know, I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm done. And I was like, I'm going to go lay down. I'm going to go watch me some, I'm going to go watch a movie. And it went from looking up on what movie to look to, uh, you know, to see what movie was on whatever, to like, you know, let, let, let's go just go browse on YouTube. And next thing I know, I'm looking and watching a documentary on how fucked up Steven Seagal is. And that dude, he's a total piece of shit. Like, there is no good about him. I mean, he had, made, he, he had a couple good roles. That was it. You know, and even then, even in there, the dude, the dude fucking broke, uh, uh, he broke fucking Sean Connery's wrist. Being Get the fuck. Just, just by being a fucking dick. Yeah. How do you... And Sean, Sean Connery? Oh, yeah, it, it was a movie. It, he was he was like a... Uh, he was like an advisor role or something for like a Sean Connery movie. Um, as far as like with the keto martial arts thing. And so he was doing something with it and he just broke his fucking... He broke his wrist. Sean Connery. Yeah. The man. He, James Bond. I don't know if it was a James Bond movie, but he broke his fucking wrist. No, I'm just saying, but Sean Connery is the quintessential Bond. And and the, the, the Highlander old dude that everybody loves. Oh, Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Come on, baby. <laughs> By the way, Highlander was one of the ones I had on my list that I crossed out. Oh, and that, you know I what? I crossed it out, dude. Oh. Because it's not a mind-numbing movie. That's why I had to cross it out. Like, I had it on my list, and I wrote it down, but it's not a mind-numbing movie. It's a movie you actually have to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. You actually have to enjoy this and pay attention to it. Like, that. that's why I couldn't keep it on the list, so I crossed it out. Okay. Yeah, but it was on the list. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sean Connery's, the balls it takes to do that. Yeah, and, and, and this is when he was just like an advisor for like as far as like martial arts. He's got, he had, I mean, he he does know Aikido. Is he the badass that he says he's not? No. There's been stunt guy. There's been like, 
and there's and repeatedly in most of his movies, he's fucking like straight up hit actors and stump people when you're not supposed to, and he just doesn't give a shit and still does to try to show his, you know, like I'm the badass and you know type of thing. Uh, there was uh, I forgot which movie it was, a um, and the guy is now a retired stuntman. But um, basically, there's like, you know, you can't whatever choke me out. I, my keto is just too good. You can't choke me out. And so the stuntman managed to choke him out. And Steven Seagal may actually shit his pants. Like straight up turd <laughs> in his pants. And so then like he, uh, and so when it's brought up into like an interview, like a, uh, on like some show or something from interview or whatever it is, he just starts going off like guy's a fucking pathological liar, blah, 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 blah. Because he's fucking embarrassed. He got shot. Oh. You know? Um, his his first ex, his first wife that he cheated. He had his history of cheating on wives. That's a, matter of fact, his two kids um, from his first wife, uh, they don't talk to him at all. They choose not to, like, they're okay with never seeing him or, you know, hearing from him ever again. He, yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's bad when your fucking kids are like, fuck this dude. He's a piece of fucking joke. He's a piece of shit. You know, he's he sexually assaulted women. Um, yes, he has. I've, there, you know, I've heard that. There's like, you know, I, for, uh, I, I the woman's face I can picture in my head. And he straight up was like, and I for, it was for one of his roles when he got big. And he was like, hey, listen, um, we have to have a, a uh, on the movie set, we have to portray a relationship, a, a connection. And in order to really make that work, we have to do that off screen. And so right after he says this, he stands up, he unzips his pants and pulls her fucking down. Right there in the fucking in front of her, like like just like it was just no big deal. And I, Jesus. I I listen back back in the day, you know, back in the nineties, you, you you and I were like, this guy's the badass. We kind of get to know, learn. About I mean, him. I mean, I mean, in the movies, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but like not, Steven you don't act movie. like that in real well, life. We never did. How many decades? It's been what over two decades since then. You know, and and we because we don't know we were young we were you know young adults and we're just yeah, like this but is the you still didn't act like that, bro. Well, we didn't know that he, you know what I mean. And it was like Stephen Gull, he's fucking badass, you know, uh, Van Damme, badass. And you come to realize that these guys are not that great good people, and you know, because at first you're like, because you know how it is, and I guarantee you're the same way. You need, people start saying bad rumors and stuff about Stephen Seagal, and you're like, nah. Nah, man, he's fucking legit. And then I see him, I was like, you know what? It, well, <laughs> the thing is, I never thought he was legit. Like, I never thought Wesley Snipes was legit. I never thought Jay, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was legit. Hmm. Like, I always knew they were karate guys that got movies. Hmm. Like, how I always thought Bruce, well, before I knew how legit Bruce Lee was... <laughs> <laughs> I thought Bruce Lee got movies, and then I realized how legit Bruce Lee was, and I was like, "God damn, that dude!" <laughs> speaking of speaking of Bruce Lee, there's the movie when when he and uh, uh, Chuck Norris go at it. Return of the Dragon. Dude, there, there's a spoof that people do where they take that music, that everything out, and they put in uh, like a love song, and I forgot what it. It is. Yes, yes. have I shown you that? No. Okay, so basically, like when, when uh, uh, <coughs> when Bruce Lee starts taking off that 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 cool like Oriental vest, yeah, and then and Chuck takes off his uh, uh, 
his uh, uh, do, uh, uh don't, don't tell me it's like the 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 uh dirty dancing now it, it, it's something I've had the time of my it, life it's something like that yeah not that song but it's something like <laughs> and so you and like when when Chuck Norris does that little jump and shakes his head and everything it's like in slow motion and it, it's like a little love scene it, it just it's all about oh, the music oh, you my put God. <laughs> Uh, no, no one did that. That's horrible. Oh, no, 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 no. I've seen a couple variations. I will find one, which, by the way, if you guys haven't figured out by now, Shenanigan <laughs> for Biscuits and Gravy does have his Instagram uh, account. Yep. I, I, I'm going to have to change the link. <laughs> Is it? The, huh? I was about to say, is it anything like that commercial they did with He-Man and Skeletor? With dirty dancing thing, that was tremendous. Like that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And I showed it to my son, and he was like, "I don't get it." And I was like, "I know you don't, because you, you weren't alive during this." Okay, all right. You you you're gonna have to send that to me because I've seen a lot of really fucked up He Man and Skeletor shit. Okay, I will send that to you, dude. I will send I that, to you. <laughs> and then you can post it. But it is so. It is like He Man at the bar, and then <laughs> the song starts and he whips around. <laughs> he said, "I've had the time of my life," and then he just goes to it, and they do the whole. Dude, it is so good. It is so good. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Aside yes, from the fact. We do we do have a and I'm I've got my tablet open here and I'm just trying to uh I, I, I need to change the uh what do you call it? The the um not the URL, the name, a username, because it just doesn't uh That's fine. <clears throat> I want shenanigans with biscuits and gravy. Apparently, to put all that is too long, so... It's the first time any of us have been too long for anything. I know. No shit. Okay. Holy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, <my> goddamn. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, dude. I I have, like, you know, we, we've kept talking about and, 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 and saying, oh, we're going to do one, we're going to do one. And, you know, something's always come up, and it just ended up happening, and I've kept revising my list and redoing my list, and, oh, this one ain't gonna work. Oh, I just watched this movie. This movie is fantastic. No, it doesn't work. And I, I just... I have so many red marks on this page, it looks like that somebody has actually bled all over this whited shit out. <laughs> and, and now I have, like, five movies... <laughs> <laughs> okay okay there we go I, I i think i've got this now i've got the uh um wow i just got lightheaded holy that's all right lightheaded all right um i should uh email or send this message to myself i don't know what the fuck it is you want me to start, dude? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, 
I'm gonna. Uh, here's how I'm gonna put it: is these are Gary's top ten mind-numbing movies. Now, these are movies turn your brain off. These are not to be enjoyed while thinking. These are to be enjoyed while just simply watching. The number one is Ice Pirates. <laughs> yes, yes. Now. If you've never seen this movie, let me break it down for you. Water is the number one commodity in the galaxy. And there are a group of pirates that go around and steal ice. Hey, there's the title. And uh, it's it's a swashbuckling kind of... It's, it, it's almost a kind of... It's an ethos to what Star Wars was. Because it's campy, and it's fun, and it's stupid. And I, I can't even name the two main characters. Which is, which is uh, a white guy and a black guy. I can't, I can't name the two characters. I don't know who the actors are. But I can tell Jason you... Jason and Roscoe. You might be right. Jason is right. Your Roscoe, I think, is right too. I like the movie. It was <laughs> damn man, that is good. But I can tell you, Angelica Houston is in it and plays a young swashbuckling lady who ends up decapitating somebody. Mm-hmm. And Ron Perlman is a young pirate in it as well. Yeah, uh, so the football player, uh, John uh, Matsak, or Mat, what, what the fuck was his last name? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. The guy who plays... Um, uh, Matsak, Killjoy. Killjoy, yeah, Killjoy, that's his name. Yeah, oh, and when he's sitting <laughs> there in the, in the robot outfit, he lifts up the mask, he's like, can you bring me a sandwich? Let's <laughs> him back down. <laughs> It's such a great movie, and it's so stupid. And there's a part where the ship gets space herpes, and they even say there's, like, no antibiotics for it. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, and it's so great. Like, it is such a fun, ridiculous movie. Okay, tell you what. And with with I, yours, I, I, like, I'll bounce back with a movie similar, or what I will, I'll put up as an equal to yours. Okay, I like that. I like how we're going with this. This okay. is fun. All right, so I got Ice Pirates. Man, what do you got? Okay, I'm going to say Space Raiders. Ooh. Mmm. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. It's a uh, it's a tale, or futuristic, whatever. A 10-year-old boy is accidentally kidnapped by a spaceship filled with a motley crew of space pirates. Not as funny. Um, it's... More on a, yeah, it's more just action. There's not really as much humor as Irish Pirates. But there's not near as much humor as is as on Irish Pirates, to be honest. So yeah, well, maybe it's no, a bad, maybe it's a bad one. It's just because it happened to have space pirates in the movie. Mm-mm. Okay, I'll go on. Oh no 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 no, that's a good one. No, that's it. No, that's, it. that's all you got for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was going to see something like Crawl, but... Oh, Crawl. See, that's not even on my list, and it... Oh, it should be. See, now I got I to gotta wipe something off and say Crawl. Okay, I know what I'm going to wipe off. I'm going to say Crawl. 
crawl. So here we have a sci-fi fantasy adventure movie Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you can liken to almost like Arthur and his knights. And so it's got a young Liam Neeson. It's got a giant spider. I mean, uh, Clydesdales that spit fire. Oh, God, that's so beautiful. I love those fucking animals. This movie... Has so it 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 reminds me so much of the never ending story. Yes, Honestly. yes, actually, it kind of does. Because there's so much in it that a synopsis is almost impossible without writing an essay. Hmm. It is so in depth. You're talking about a future king who frees slaves that go to help him. They're prisoners. And they go through these ordeals, and there's there, there's there's so much for him to save the love of his life. Yeah, and, and his lady, and oh my god, and and that thing he has, you know the the what a what a, the six bladed five bladed thing that he throws, and it oh, goes and, and cuts through everything, and he catches it again. It's like a Weird, crazy metal boomerang. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five different blades. It boomerang with five fucking blades, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, he, and he chucks it and is able to catch it again. And then, then you got these prisoners with nails that stick out outside their leather collars. And they're helping him. And then there's, there, there's uh, fucking quicksand, which, I mean, outside of Scooby-Doo... And every other cartoon, none of us have ever seen Quicksand, but it's in this movie, and oh my god, dude, the fact that you brought that up is so amazing. The fact that you brought up Kroll is so awesome, because I have not watched that, and I gotta tell you, at least probably like 10 years, mm-hmm. that is such a good movie. Like, there's I, I, there's I a couple that I, I put in that realm, um, and... Even though, in Ice Pirates was more of a comedy. Now, when you look like Kroll, and like you said, it kind of fits with the, with the, uh, it fits with the, uh, uh, the, uh, Never Ending Story. Oh, yeah. I also kind of fit Kroll with, uh, a couple movies, for instance, like the, uh, uh Beastmaster. Oh, there's oh, one. God, I love, and that was dark, too, for the time. Yes. The, the, the ferrets, his, his black tiger. Oh my god! And 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 I kind of and if you movies I, now and on two two spectrums because it's because Kroll is Kroll is like a it's a fantasy type. It's not really in the future or the past. It's like its own little you know time and space thing. It's got an. It's like it it almost could be in the near future if shit had fallen yeah and, and now beastmaster is definitely like more of a past type thing Absolutely. and then kind of more like when you go to 80s kind of you know and then sort of in the future but in space i would go for the last starfighter because that's a long <sighs> that's a long oh story my, too that's i think of either dude you are hitting movies that i should have thought of that i didn't even come close to Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm doing Spencer, good. <laughs> like, Master Dar. God. And, and yeah. fighting thing. Max! 
and they're fighting on top of the pyramid, yes, and yes. and Koto and Poto, the his yeah. biting them, and the and, and the, the, those weird eagle people that melt. Other <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, those those trip me out. Those eagle people. Those fuckers trip me out. Oh, oh yeah. Mark Zinger. Mark Zinger. I was just like, uh, uh, yeah, Singer. Mark Singer. That was the guy's yeah. name who played Dar or Beastmaster. He played Dar. Yeah, and and one of my favorite hotties from the eighties, uh, Tanya Roberts, who played uh, uh, Tanya. Yeah, the redheaded redhead yeah. or well, yeah, yeah. What was the black guy's name? Who he, man, he had such a cool outfit. He John that, Amos. John Amos, that was him. Man, he had that, that cool like cross leather outfit. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when he whipped it off, when he whipped that cloak off at the end, mm-hmm. you were like, oh <laughs> God, that was such a good flick. I mean, it, and the other actors like Rip Torrent. He oh plays, yeah, playing Max. Yeah, he he plays a fucking. I mean, that's a he's a good actor. All these guys are. I mean, that was God. See, like our our kids are gonna grow up on. I get it, Marvel movies and stuff like that because that's the stuff we enjoy now. But, did you like? Did you like Beastmaster Two? I never really cared for it. <laughs> Beastmaster 1 is the only Beastmaster. Well, it's, apparently there's a 3. I did not know that there was a 3. I, I know that there was a 2, this. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, alright. Um, there was a 7, but I didn't know there was a 2. Now, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna take this one back to 1981. And uh, this kind of goes in the hole with, like, Arthur. I mean, not this one's not really Arthur at all. It's... it's, it's uh, it, you can kind of fit this more in the Beastmaster realm, but a little bit different. Uh, right. Dragon Slayer. Oh man, that was a that was so dark. Peter uh, McNichol at, at that like a starring role. I think that was his only starring role, if I remember. I don't remember because he he's more like he's more of an actor that's you know m- almost all his movies were supporting character. Yeah, yeah, he was a character actor. Yeah. Rather- Leading role actor, but oh my god, Dragon Slayer! Wow, mm-hmm. man, <laughs> you are reaching back on movies. I love this. Oh god, I love that flick. Okay, all right, you 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 keep so you dark in the cave and everything in, the, in like the fire dripping down. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Wow, what an intense movie. Especially like nowadays you couldn't you couldn't build that movie as a PG thirteen. Oh yeah, no way. That that's a rated R movie. Because we, we had this discussion on a previous podcast episode that yeah. a lot of the stuff that we had that was, you know, PG thirteen would definitely easily be an R nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my god, dude! I love that you're you are pulling these movies out that I hadn't even thought of, and I love this. The only reason that I, I they came to my mind is because you started with Ice Pirates, so I'm just like, oh, Ice Pirates, oh yeah, this, 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 and yeah, oh, it, man. 
That is a that is a wreck. You, you see dude. where I'm like my top ten. I'm like fuck. I can't. Yeah. I just I'm, I'm down to like, five. Like honestly, I'm I'm writing these down so I can make sure <laughs> I get them on DVD or download them so I can show them to my son. I got all kinds of shit to do tonight, and I'm just like, mm, I'm gonna go watch. God. Crawl or Excalibur or some shit. I don't know. Oh my! That that. <laughs> And crawl, crawl itself. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! You know, and and I part with a guy who's in love with the, with the the Spider Queen, the Black Widow. You know, they've had a past, and you know, it's about him getting information and then getting out, and you know, there's this moment of emotion between them. Yeah, that you, you really movies like that. And, <laughs> and, I, oh God. Oh, man, that is so good. Okay, I'm going to bring one up. Okay. And I know you are going to love this one because it's a turn-your-mind-off movie. Big Trouble, Little China. Oh, when you want to talk about a campy movie, one of those that's just action, humor, you name it, you just... You, you, you could turn your mind off, and next thing you know, the movie's done. You're smiling. You're laughing. You feel good. Absolutely. And, 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 it, and you start saying quotes like, <laughs> like Jack was on the reflexes. Oh, Jack Burton's. A lot of them, too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I, I, oh. Uh, Kurt Russell, uh, I don't even know the guy who plays Egg Shen, or the guy who plays Low Pan, but they're they're both Hollywood superstars. I mean, honestly, they they've played character. Uh, my my uh, um, James Hong, I think it is, plays David Low Pan. Yeah, he he's he's been around for a long time. Then, I mean, yeah, James a- Hong and then Victor Wong, who played Egg Shen. Those two guys have been around for a long time. Um, and my favorite out of the whole cast, okay, is a woman that I would still pry her legs open with a curl bar and degrease her and still go to town. Kim Cattrall. Wow, way to make sure you never get close to her, dude. <laughs> She likes men younger than her, okay? I know this for a fact. She does, but she certainly doesn't like creepy fuckers who advertise it you know on the Hey, how, how do you know? How do you know, okay? I'm just, I'm saying, I, if I could get just to talk to her, I know I've got a chance. I know I do. Um, I, I hope for you. I she pray for you. She would temporarily cure my ED. I love you, and I hope that happens. Kim to control. If you, if if you, uh, if you will please excuse my, uh, uh, that uh, that was very rude of me. If you, if you do happen to uh, run across this episode, um, just to say my love and devotion for your acting over the years is just, it, it is phenomenal, and I, I would love to be able to have, uh, 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 you know, have a glass of wine and maybe something to eat or some coffee sometimes. So if you would please, please message us. Uh, uh, please reach out. Um, my name I loved is her role in Mannequin. Oh, that was such I a good I thought that movie. was so fantastic. I did too. The way she was able to switch from like this actually very emotional thing to a very kind of starch and, and very stiff 
like area. I mean, I thought she did fantastic at that. And then, you know, I, I watched every episode of Sex in the City. I, I will be completely honest. I did. Me and my girlfriend at the time when I lived in Hawaii watched every episode. I actually yes, never, I was never a really a big fan of that. I watched a few episodes here and there, but I never watched every episode. And let me tell you, her journey from the beginning to the end mm-hmm. was more amazing than Sarah Jessica Parker's journey from the beginning to the end. I think she made a greater journey as her character than Sarah Jessica Parker did in that series. I thought it was absolutely, unequivocally amazing. Hers was probably one of the best character arcs of it. You need to read it, dude. Okay. okay. You know what? I I, I have a list already because you're not the only one that gives me a list. And the list of shit they got to watch keeps piling up. I'm going to get to it. Eventually, I'll be able but, to like, sit down and relax and just go for like 12 hours straight for a couple of days. And But you need to be able to watch it without that stigma in your head of, I'm a dude watching Sex in the City. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I, that's yeah. no problem. It's just... But, but that, that has to be key. Oh, that's not going to be an issue. But I, I'd like to, I, li- I would like to go back and just to say uh, to uh, Kim Victoria Cottrell, uh, thank you for all the... Uh, entertainment that you brought to people around this country and around the world that have seen your work. Uh, thank you. And if you would ever happen to be in Hawaii, especially the Big Island, you want to have a, uh, have a couple of drink, you know, have, have a couple of drinks or something, coffee, uh, 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 eat some barbecue snake, maybe a salad or something, whatever, hit me up. I'm Biscuits. Everybody loves He's Biscuits. biscuits. And okay. Everybody likes a little bit of gravy on top. Yeah. I'm just saying. I got, I got my own <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I got my next one. Okay, Are you go, ready? Go, go, yeah. This isn't going to be an unpopular one, but it's Pitch Black. Oh. With Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, and a cast of supporting characters that are largely unknown. But I think Pitch Black is really one of those movies that has. It, it had the, the chance of being like an alien movie. Yeah. If it was just a little better. Mm-hmm. The story was a little better. The characters were a little more developed. Like, there was just a little more. Now, I, I grant you that the main character, of course, of Riddick, was very well written, very well played by Vin Diesel. Um, but it needed a... Sh- Stronger written female protagonist as the captain, uh-huh. like a Ripley character, you know, a Sigourney Weaver type character. And I think it needed a far more sinister uh, character than the gentleman who played, uh, uh, what was his name? Shit. In the, uh, I don't remember his name in the movie. He's the same guy who played in uh, Goodwill Hunting and. Uh. Uh, uh, school ties. I forget his name, but that's how forgettable he is. I don't even know his name, and I, I hate to say that because I think he's a great actor. I, I, I think he's a very good actor. I think he's he's got very good acting chops. I, I couldn't do what he does, <clears throat> but I don't even remember his name. And he played kind of the bad guy. He he, he played uh, 
Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, don't you don't don't you cry for Jones. Don't you dare. Mm. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, look it up. Um, he's a great actor, and I love him in it. He, um, great respect, but I think if he'd have played it, I don't know. Let's see here. We got uh, he played Cole it. Hauser. He's uh, Is that the it's, guy? Yes, yes, yeah. that is him. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, God, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, about forgetting your name. Um, he, he's a tremendous actor, but I think at that time he was he was too maybe young, green, or new to play such a hard antagonist. When, you know, the main antagonist should have been the aliens and she, he should have been a minor antagonist. They really played him as the major antagonist. And eh, it shouldn't have been that way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I character suffered from that. But uh, I think, you know, Pitch Black is one of those movies that, man, you know, you, you see Vin Diesel and it's almost believable in its ridiculousness where he's pulling supposedly 575 kilogram fucking engine things, which is what... I mean, like, he's pulling a thousand pounds behind him. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Like, come on, dude. I don't care how big your shoulders are. That shit ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) It was completely ridiculous. But. What what did you think about uh, the Chronicles of Riddick or Riddick or whatever it was? Right. Um. From Pitch Black to the Chronicles of Riddick. You're talking about the one where it starts out he's running across like the fingerprint wasteland? Uh, I'm trying to think. Is, if I'm right, what? There's there's Riddick and then there's Chronicles of Riddick? That, that's right? what, those two confuse me as far as Riddick and Chronicles of Riddick. But all I know is just like the prison escapes from a prison and crosses wasteland that it just catches yeah, on fire yeah. when the sun comes up. That that yeah, we're talking about the same movie, okay. uh, or different movies, but we're we're talking about the same series. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. Yet again, a movie you can completely turn your brain off on. Yeah, and enjoy as a stupid action movie. Like yeah, this is completely unrealistic. This has never happened. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, what a great movie! Thank you. $40 on this because I am completely entertained during the whole time. Yeah. Okay, I can't understand a word you're saying right now. Oh, I said every minute of that movie, I had a good time. Okay. I love it. You're kind of sounding like you're smashed up against the microphone. I'm not. Okay, a little better now. That was a burp. I heard that. Excuse me. Belgies. Pardon me. Every minute of that, I, I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. It was a great time. Like, that's the movie you pay $15, $20 to go see, 
and be pulled out of this dog shit reality we live in. Okay, $20 nowadays, but that not used to be what it, I don't know. I, I, I grew up going to, I went to the movie theaters a lot when I was a kid. Either that or the fucking drive throughs so That's a good drive through movie. We didn't have a lot of drive throughs in Arizona. Really? Back in the 80s and 90s? No, dude, I went to two drive through movies. One was, um, uh, Freddy, that was 3D. Uh-huh. The second one was Jurassic Park, where I learned that people smoke dope and have sex at drive-ins. Oh, okay. Yeah, last one, I, last drive-in I went to was, uh... Less than at Jurassic Park. Less... <laughs> <laughs> last, uh, I forgot what movie it was, but I remember the last uh, drive-thru I went to. I ended up getting a BJ in the in the car. But well, I'm glad that happened to you. The last drive-thru I went to <laughs> was in Spain, and I actually went with a lady I worked with. She actually sold my uh, third-class crow on. Uh huh. And her son came with us. Her uh-huh. her son was eight, and her older son was eighteen. And her younger son asked me if I was coming home with them. <laughs> she turned around and looked at him and said, Yeah, man, I don't think that's happening. And she looked at me like I was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Did, was she pretty? Yeah. Were you, she was were you single? Yeah, I well, was. Well, then, then what? That's a dick? Then, yeah, you're a dick. No, I was 20. Her son was 18. No. I meant you coming home as far as with her. It would have been a dick move for me, I think, to go home with her. Why? Do you want to bang a guy as old as your son? You. I know you don't want to bang a guy at all. Y- yeah, that's not... <laughs> Do I look back on it now and regret it? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I, I have a friend of mine who I've known since 2000, you know, very close friend of mine. And I, you know, I, I had the hots for years. I still, <laughs> and she's now married and has, she's got three kids. You know, one's in his 20s. The other two, they're little ones. They're, I think, maybe eight, nine or something like right around there. I still yeah. think she's hot as hell. And I turned her down when, and the, the chance I had, I turned her down because I was scared. No, I do. I was embarrassed for some, I don't know why. I do. We And I regret it. I, I regret it because it was like all these fucking years when I wanted to and that one chance I had and I didn't. And I, and I just, it was, you know, it's when it was like, really, what were you thinking? I would go back in time and just be like, listen, tomorrow, do you be a horned dog. So, so I got back from deployment. This one I lived like, in Spain. Should I say? No, a horn dog. I wasn't. A, I wasn't a horn dog when I was young. Yes, you were. You were a horrible horn dog. I, 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 I was a professional horn. I know that's, that makes it worse. I was a uh, a loving, a lovable. You were a pro. Thanks. You Go were. Ahead. You were delicate. Yes, I was very. So I, I got back <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> And went to my local bar, O'Grady's, and I saw my friend Pat, who ran a bar. And, you know, I was sitting there, and I had my two weeks off, like you got after deployment. Mm-hmm. 
and a young lady I knew on base came in. Her name was Alicia, and she kept trying to buy me beers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need a beer. I can afford my own. Thank you. I don't need a beer. I can afford my own. And Pat's like, don't you get it? She's trying to buy you a beer. I said, I completely get it. I don't want a beer from her. I said, I thank you so much. You're so lovely. Thank you. And, and, that, and that was it. Why can't we be that nice to people? Why can't we acknowledge that they are lovely individuals and yes, I find you attractive, but no, it's not that time. Well, I mean, if, I mean, okay, I got it. I, 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 I prefer, for me, I prefer, maybe it's because as I got older, I would just, I would just say what was on my mind. Like, listen, I would love to, you know, to take you home and just completely wreck you, but I would emotionally wreck you. And that's not something that I think would benefit you in the long run, you know, for just a, you know, a few hours of physical comfort. Well, I'll tell you, she ended up pregnant by a seal who left her. (laughs) Oh, okay. And what's worse is like her brother came to visit her and I was like, no, 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 I'll take care of him. And me and him both got lost in Chipriona, in Spain. And I, I was I, like, I sobered up immediately. I was like, I got to be honest with you, dude. I have no fucking idea where we are. He goes, are you serious? I was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, but I'll tell you what, we'll get some coffee, we'll get some food, and we'll find out. <laughs> I've done that a few times. We, did, we went to a cafe. We got some breakfast. We got some coffee. I said, where the fuck are we? Guy goes, Chip and I said, I need to get back to Roto with this guy. And I took him back to his house. And then uh, by the time we got back there, the beach shacks were open. And I was like, let's go get fucked up on the beach. He goes, good idea. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> Dude, she was so pissed off by the time she got to us. <laughs> <laughs> I felt awful for the kid because she screamed at him, and I was like, I told you to be safe. He was fine. <laughs> what is that? Oh, Jesus. Is that a okay. There's a speaker now, but there's no wire. It's just dangling. Why the fuck is that? Next movie. Okay, go. Go. This is a movie I, I think you've seen. Probably. But Tell I'm not sure you enjoy Lucky number 11. Ah, yes, yes. I've seen that. Love that movie. Josh Hartnett. Bruce Willis. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Jesus. Stanley Tucci. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Shit. Uh, ben Kingsley. I mean, th- this movie has an all-star cast. And it's so twisted. And, and Lucy Liu. Oh, my God. I can't forget Lucy Liu, who is one of my all-time favorite crushes. Hmm. Oh, Lucy Liu. Are you kidding me? Oh, she definitely gorgeous. Oh, my God. That woman, she could beat me half to death with a baseball bat, and I would still be like, I love you so much. I mean, I mean, just I just pairing Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman together alone. I mean, just take Bruce Willis out and just compare King, uh, Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman working together, and I just that, huh, bro? Yeah, 
And them, Stanley, uh, Stanley Tu, uh, uh, Stanley Tucci, yeah. Yes. And I'm telling you, how about how about Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman in the same scene? Mm. Can shit to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, what a movie! And I'll tell you, the first time I watched this movie, this is this is true as the day is long. Uh, me and my wife had just met. I had slept over. I was like, I'll tell you what, I'll go get breakfast. Drove to Denny's, picked up breakfast, came back. She was still asleep, put it on. And I had it like kind of playing over our morning. Yeah. And I could not take my eyes off it. As gorgeous as my wife is, I could not stop watching that movie. Do you want to and know why that I just I wasn't too interested in it? And it is, it's a very, very stupid reason. And I should probably go back now, but it's just at the time. Do you want to know why I just could not stand that movie? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis's haircut in that movie. Dude, that is the dumbest fucking reason. It was so fucking awful. Like it is, it is so awful. I'm just like, shave that shit. You know, put your hand and just go back and forth in your hair or something. Just it, it, it. I was just like, okay, that's too creepy. The hairdo is creepy. <laughs> what? At which part when he plays the young him or the older him? Uh, the older. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. That that, that wrecks me. That that, 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 that worked you like that. <laughs> I know. It's like I said, it's a stupid reason. But that was, you know, how it's many years ago it's been? What, like 20 years? It's such a great psychological thriller. Less than 20. It's, it's great action, and I mean, the dialogue in it, in my opinion, is equal to, like, the big Lebowski or a Coen Brothers movie. Like, the dialogue is so smart and intellectual. Like, ugh. It, it, it's just, it, it's an all-around movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it never got the credit. I don't know if it deserved because Bruce Willis was on, you know, kind of the downswing of the Die Hard series. Josh Hartnett was kind of on the upswing of his career. It it just didn't have the, you know, the punch. Yeah, yeah. And how do you build that movie? Um, Honestly, what do you... How do you advertise that movie in your opinion? It's it is a little bit difficult to. Well, well, you just went like you went out and like far out there, the voice wise. Recorded. Did you, oh. What'd you do? Did you move oh. your head or something? Yeah, I have, No, I have a plane flying over. I I've, I've got a plane flying over as we speak right now. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's weird, man. You hear mine? Thanks, FBI. Yeah. Dicks. Hey, sorry. That's probably my fault. I'm. Uh, I was talking about some bad things here. Well, I was talking to you about it. <laughs> How to fix the world? How to fix the government? Um. Now, but that was dark. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're 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 what like an hour in. We're almost an hour in. We'll finish up your little your your movie thing. And then, uh, well, then we can get dark. <laughs> Dude, this has been so much fun. 
I forgot how much fun this is. <laughs> well, let, let's get your next one. Let's get your next one. You want my next movie? Yeah. All right. Repo Men. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a Jude Law, Forrest Whitaker movie. Uh, with Liv, uh, Liv, he played, uh, Sabretooth in Wolverine Origins. Oh, uh. Snyder? Yeah, he also gooned, uh, wait, what was the movie again? Uh, Repo Men. Okay. <clears throat> That's, I, uh, tip of my tongue, he also played in Goons and, uh, uh, the, the part two, the hockey one. Fuck, what's his name? Um. <laughs> He played on salt. He played the uh, when she was trying to like overthrow it. He was the real bad dude who was actually gonna do it. Like I said, Lee Schneider. Yeah, yeah, Lee Schreiber. 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 Schneider. Schreiber. I forget. But but um, yeah, it's it's a Jude Law, Forrest Whitaker movie. Love it. And why? Because it is so brutal in its simplicity. What do they say the whole time? A job is a job. Yeah. What's their job? To return organs that are actually basically rented from a company so people could live. So if you need a liver transplant and it costs $600,000 and you go and get it, and you default on the loan, they come and take it from you. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a book called What the Repossession Mambo. Mm. And if you watch the movie, like the Mambo and Salsa kind of music is played throughout it, it very much it does a good job of following the book. It doesn't follow it exactly, but it does a pretty good job. And it follows this guy's kind of attitude of going from a soldier who just took orders and kind of got this job to a guy who finally sees the humanity and, like, really, I'm killing people to just feed a social agenda and a, and a bottom line. And he understands it. Now, I have a problem with this movie. Okay. And here's why. I could fucking do that job without any question. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the job asked me to do. And I know guys who could do that job without a question because that's what the job asked them to do. Can you do that job without question? Could you, like, shoot somebody, trank them, carve out a fake liver, and bring it back to your box without any question? Without any question? Any question. I, I would have stipulations for it, so no, I couldn't. For but me, the, I'd have to know, like, if the person is a, are they a bad person? No, it has nothing to do with that. It's that they owe on it. It's a bank thing, dude. A, as a it's job? A I, I bank would, thing. It's Job. I, Jobs a job. I could, on the simple fact that I, 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 but the only thing is, I, I, I would have to put myself mentally in a place that I don't want to be again, and I don't, you know, I don't. 
that's why I worry about myself because I think about that movie and I think a job's a job. Yeah. You know? It is. It is. What it is. It job's a job. job. At the same time, everybody has, you know, and look, at you, look at yourself. Every job that you ever had, uh, you know, from when you first started working as a teenager or whatnot. Um, I don't even know. Do people nowadays work as teenagers? Anyways, you know, from when you were first started working as a teenager or even a young kid, like, did, yeah. did, uh, um, did the job that you were doing affect your yes. affect you personally? For me, yes. fuck yeah, it did. Absolutely. Could I do jobs that are dark like that? Yes, but on the same hand, it's like I look at the people around me and people I associate with. That's probably going to change because I'll be putting myself into a, into a mental spot that you know I I won't be the good person and. For those that I care and love the most, I would have to distance myself for it. But yeah, could so, I do it? Yes. Would I be in a good way mentally? No. But it's a no. job. It's a job. I mean, I'm going to do it. You know? So, my first job, as you know, as we've talked about, I was a bag boy mm-hmm. at a grocery store. And I remember one time a lady coming in. Wait, was this the first, like, legal Uncle Sam IRS job? Or, like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My first legal, I got taxed. Did I tell you what mine was? I'm guessing a stripper. Close. No. <laughs> I was a I was car wash guy. <laughs> I worked at a car wash. We had a lady come in, <laughs> and um, she ended up not having enough money. For her groceries. Yeah. So I actually took them and delivered them back. And then her friend came in. Her friend had food stamps. And she was like, I need these things back. So I actually ran and got all of them back. The only thing I forgot was a small package of ham. And she was like, wow, I'm so surprised at your memory. And I was like, well, man, this, you know, this doesn't happen a lot, and I'm so sorry it happened to you. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that's very nice of you to say, because nobody says that. Nobody says, I'm sorry, you have to do this. And, you know, it really made me feel like, ah, damn, you know, here I am earning money, and this poor lady can't even earn the money to pay for what she's paying for, and I'm probably earning this in, in an hour. Mm-hmm. No, it, it made me feel awful yeah. as a person. And, you know, at, at that job, too, I saw, you know, people... Ugh, this one fucking just shook me. Like, I remember they were coming through the line, and it was like two packs of cigarettes, a bottle of vodka, and then, and then there were like ramen noodle soups and, you know, mac and cheese... And, it, it, and the, the total came up. It was like 34-something. And they're like, oh, put back the mac and cheese and the ramen. So all it was was like vodka and smokes. And the, the total came up, and they were like, okay. And and they took that. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Whoop. Sorry. Like... It, it, even at the age of 16, it blew my mind that, like, that's what your priorities are? Yeah. I mean, 
make sure you got your vodka and cigarettes rather than food in your belly. Yeah, because they'll, they'll they'll either go they'll go sell something at the pawn shop, and I, I I'm totally gonna be stereotypical here. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in a in a in a category. Yeah, they'll go they'll be like, okay. Well, I got a couple DVDs. Well, because back then DVDs actually you could sell them and get quite a bit of money back then. Yeah, you could. Now you're lucky if you get a quarter for a DVD. Oh, you ain't getting shipped for <laughs> a DVD now, bro. I like like a complete uh uh. uh like what was it? The Deadwood. I like I like two complete collections. One of them. Oh like, my god! I wanted to sell. I'm like, this is Deadwood mint. Uh, and like, no, we'll, we'll give you like two dollars. I'm like, fuck you. But yeah, no, they'll 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 uh, take a couple DVDs and they'll sell them, you know, and CDs too because we had CDs back then, you know. They were you it, they cost a lot more money. Hmm. I still got them. I still play them on my Xbox. Yeah, I have. I, I still got. I, I'm looking right now where my left knee is. Uh, six inch. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, um, how far away is that? It's uh. All right. Two inches away from my knee is uh. uh one, two, three. That's about six inches from my uh, knee. It's my microphone, and like right behind that, I have a stack of DVDs and a couple books, CDs, and shit. That's in a pile. I haven't put those away yet because I'm not sure if I want to leave them in boxes or what because I don't have uh, anything to put CDs and DVDs in yet. <clears throat> it's called the cloud, bro. <laughs> <sighs> don't even. I don't even. I still don't know. I don't, I don't mess with it. I, I had nothing to do with it. I know. Okay. All, Cle- all keep, my shit is hard copy. Keep going because I keep, finish your list because I, I want to name my right. five off quickly and then I want to go get dark and how to fix the United States. All right. <laughs> Demolition Man. Yeah, that's. I I don't so, care for that movie anymore. I used to love that movie, and it this was. This is. This is a completely turn your mind off mm-hmm. movie. However. It has become a completely true to life movie. Oh my god. Dude, the seashell part. Yeah. Just well, alone in the beginning, what was that? Like in the night two thousand nineteen? Early two thousand twenty? Minus three seashells. This has become a completely true to life movie. Okay, question. Seashells. Rocks. Have you ever wiped your ass using rocks? Yes. Okay, then then and seashells is close enough. That's right. You're right there. So shut it. Well, all I did was scrape my ass and then throw them back in the water. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it worked in their society. I, hey, hey, I, I was. There, there were places. There were places where toilet paper. I would say yes, does exist, but you probably wouldn't find any for like many, many miles, and. <laughs> It's one of those movies that went like hyper. I mean, I mean hyper SJW. Yes, really. Yes, and ended up hitting the nail so far on the head, it was disturbing how close it came to reality. That economic forum thing, that link that you sent me, that video. That's like I saw that. I thought of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is nuts. How this movie actually actually came to resemble kind of our reality. Yes, and it it's it's a mind numbing movie, and that's why I put it that way. 
It is one of those movies that you just turn off your brain and lucky number seven. And he, you know, karate kicks the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and and, and jo- the guy's name is John Spartan. Holy hell. Yeah. What a name. <laughs> and he knits. <laughs> I mean, it's just, everything is so insane. But, oh my God. What a parallel. Mm-hmm what our society is kind of like now and what a frightening parallel yeah it, it, it is it is, truly is that you almost look at it and be like well kind of thank goodness we still got these guys that are you know a little bit a little bit out there mm-hmm. you know a little bit eccentric a little bit mm, thank goodness yeah, you know, it's just a frightening movie in that aspect to me. Oh yeah. What what else you got? How many more? I gotta go pee. How many more movies you gotta go over before you're ten? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can go over one more. Can you do but that? I gotta pee. Oh, okay, go pee, go pee. We'll be right back, folks. Take All a right. short, short little. Recording now. And I'm choking laughing here. Um we we uh mere moments for you guys. I have no clue what I'm gonna put in there for when I edit it, what music sound or whatever. Anyways, uh we're back. Um Penises have been uh, drained. Um, <clears throat> fluids have been filled for drink or refilled. Sure, that's all. Whatever. Penises drained. Penises drained. <laughs> Actually, it's not empty, an opposite. Empty. Right, <laughs> same thing. Drained, emptied. Of our own in an accord, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just go. You got what? How many more? How many more movies you got to go over? Dude, I could do one more. Okay, let's do it, because I, I want to go get dark. Okay, so before you get dark, I'm going to give you this. Mm-hmm. Time Bandit. Mm. A movie about a bunch of dwarfs <clears throat> who go away on an imaginary adventure with a young man... And there are giants involved, and he goes to ancient Rome, and, you know, they swing through the endless abyss of nothingness and chaos, and they deal with the epitome of evil, and it's just this amazing adventure. I I think when when I watched it as a kid, it was so, it was actually terrifying. If I gotta be honest, I mean, watching that when they swung. Do you remember when they swung from cage to cage? Yeah. You know when they were doing that. It it was so terrifying as a child. The actors. I mean, if you look at the actors in this, it's they're fucking amazing crew. Okay. Oh. John Gleese and Sean Connery. Okay, these are two that you typically wouldn't see together. (laughs) John Gleese. I mean, Sean Connery plays uh, an ancient Roman. Yeah. 
You got Shelley Duvall. You have Catherine Hellman. And if anyone doesn't recommend Catherine Hellman, if you're ever seen Who's the Boss, okay, and and the blonde lady's uh, redheaded mother, that's Catherine Hellman. Yeah. And, I mean, th- this movie had, as we were kids, I thought everything. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because it, it, it took a situation as when you were a kid. And he was. He was a kid in a normal room in a normal time. And it took him out of it and took him into these very special places that books and stories and things led him. And I thought that was... And I think I was old enough at that time to realize that, like, yeah, that's what books and stories do. Uh-huh. They drag you into their tales. They make you feel these things. It's amazing. Uh, they, and there's some, that movie has a few creepy, you know, has this little bit of creepiness to it too. The giants, dude. The giants when they end up on the boat. Yes. Are you? What? And you got like the stairs and shit with the 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 fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are scenes in this that are just, yeah, you shouldn't be a kid in one. <laughs> we're completely PG-13 <laughs> when we were kids. And that was amazing. Oh, um, that is a good movie. That, it, it is a good movie. I highly recommend that for any, you know, anybody to watch. As a, would I say, should he, a family movie now? I don't know. Back then? Yeah, sure. I mean, Cherry 2000 was a family movie. I watched it with my family. Back then, that was a Sunday afternoon flick. Actually, that was a Saturday. No, you're... Wait a minute. It was either a Saturday... No, it was a Saturday. Yeah, it was a Saturday I saw that I saw uh, uh, Cherry 2000. Cherry 2000? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about Cherry 2000 last yeah, time? Yeah, a, a few times. We, I, I have this obsession with this movie. I, I don't know why. It's, it's, it's because it's such a weird, intense movie. <laughs> but you know the time bandits. You know, if if I had to put any other movie that re- reminds me of the time bandits, can you think of it? The Adventures of Baron Munchenhausen. Yeah, that or maybe like, um, uh, what's it? Shit. Hang on. Not shit. Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. Oh. Like, maybe around that. No, no, no. I, I think, yeah, I think the, the Adventures of Baron Munchenhausen is, is a lot closer to Time Bandits. I think it's closer. Oh, yeah, it is. But I'm saying maybe around that area. That most people have seen. No. Oh. Okay. I don't think ma- many people have seen Baron Munchausen like you and I have. Well, I mean, it really didn't come out that long ago. It was only in 88. That was just a stone's throw away. I have seen that, dude. Had actually watched that and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I- I'm-, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, I know you've seen it. I know I've seen it. I know we've enjoyed it. But how many people do you think have? Fuck, you come over hang out with me. We're going to have an adventure. Tell you what. 
Of course. We're going to go in, Jake and Barty Barton. No, we're going to go in. And you know what? I'm going to hook a projector up to a fucking wall. And we're going to watch some fucking movies from the 80s and 90s you probably haven't seen. Even if you are of my age or slightly younger or older. We're going to watch some fucking good movies. Some good cinema. Yeah, see, man. I, I don't know. I... Is it Netflix and chill in my house? No, it's Netflix and what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then it's like, could you please take these off of me? By the way, don't worry about what that was. Don't worry about what that was. It just hit the ground. That's for another episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Same, same with these, I guess. Put that out of my way. I don't want to. <laughs> you absolute maniac. I that, love that's it. That's another episode we're going to talk about eventually. I don't want to weird people out because uh, what I do want to get into next might be a little over the top. And uh, some some of you that know me personally may think that, uh, may, may, may see that, okay, yeah, we. The, I see you thinking this way. I see what other people may think, God damn, Bearskits, this is a little fucking dark for you. Some people, this may kind of freak you out. May not talk to me for a while. So I'm sorry if, if uh, I, I'm just. Shall we do our little segue right here? So like, okay, hey, we are done with the movies. Absolutely. Let me let me go to mine real quick before I get dark, because I just I, I I want to kind of go on a subject that uh, Gravy and I talked about the other day. But I, I'm going to go over my movies here, and this I'm going to do my top five movies of all time. Okay. And some of these you've heard, obviously, and, you know, because a couple of them that both Gradient and I are alike. Um, matter of fact, yep. one of them is kind of how we really drew uh, Biscuits and Gravy really became closer than we were before because of our interest in movies. Well, true. Um, well, so some uh, of these orders changed. How we became yeah. close. My, uh, uh, my first, my number one, as it is currently, of all time movies, of my favorite, my current one is American Psycho. God. Came out in 2000. Fuck. And it's just. Cool. I. Man. Christian Bale on that it, it, is so good. He's a fuck, so phenomenal actor. He's just so, so phenomenally good. It just. But every supporting cast member in that is so good. Yes, Like William Defoe playing the detective, Jared Leto playing, you know, uh, I forget the guy's name. uh, The Paul, uh, uh, Paul, hey! But, But I mean, like everybody in that movie is so good. It's so on point. It's 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 a miraculous movie, and the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack the is amazing. Time, the feeling for the time. I mean, I'm sorry. That movie is one of those that that that. Uh, unless you're just a cinephile, mm-hmm. and you really enjoy cinema, you won't enjoy. If, if you're one of those people who thinks about the time and what's going on and da 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 no, you're not going to enjoy this. 
what you have to think about is the actual mental state of the main characters mm-hmm. and all those things, and that is so deep. It puts you. I mean, and you. It pushes you through. Uh, um, Patrick Bateman. He, he to put you through his mind and how he thinks, and he goes through that shit, and it's just. Yeah. It, it it's a uh, um. God, it is so. A, a, a crime drama, a horror. I, I I would have to say a psychological thriller too. I would have to put that because there is so much of that. It, it, it is yeah. a it, it you, people you wouldn't think. I mean, most people wouldn't. I don't always say most people, but I don't think you know a lot of people see it as psychological type of movie. It definitely oh, yeah, be a psychological thriller. Psychological movie. Yes, Absolutely. What a tremendous movie. Um, but yes, that is my number one, and I, I don't remember what uh, what I think that was in my top ten previously, but I don't remember what. But it has since moved to number one. Good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to know my next? Yes, I would. Okay, I'm waited with bated breath in a slight erection. Bring it. Uh, okay. My, uh, <clears throat> say what? I said, yeah, now you're worried. <laughs> Number two, all time greatest movies of Biscuit's Choice would be My Dinner with Andre. I knew this was going to come up somewhere. Mm. I didn't know where, but I knew I, it was going to come I up. I think this was like within the top three last time. I think I, so. I, I want to say it was your number two last time. Possibly. That it might have been. I would have to actually go listen to it because I never did save it. I, 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 I used to save all my notes from my uh, uh, previous podcast and I just threw them away because it was just, it kept building up. So it, it, it's possible. I would have to go back and, uh, and, uh, 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 and thoughts and ideas change. Yeah. As they should. It's like I said, like I could watch, like I said before. I could watch a movie now that has no relation to one of my favorite movies, but just something in a scene just sparks something that changed what I thought about, you know. A whole movie? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's a, uh, um, yes, yes. And my dinner with Andre is a movie that will change not only your whole idea about movies, but your whole idea about looking at life. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, honestly, what a damn movie. And if anybody doesn't know, My Dinner with Andre, okay, this is it's basically two old friends to meet for dinner, um, and one of them tells their experiences, you know, that they've had around the world and everything, and the other, you know, they're, it's in New York. This this uh, movie is in uh, 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 like small little diner. I believe yep. they hold the record for the least amount of cast members. Because um, it's uh, Andre Gregory and uh, Wallace Shawn. And that is literally Andre Gregory, the actor, plays himself. Wallace Shawn, the actor, plays himself. Other than that, you have the waiter and a bartender. Anybody else is just a few people added just to make a background. That's really it. That is your cast. Okay? Um, yeah. And 
basically, uh, Andre, great, he, he does has all these adventures and shit. They're both in the theatrics, you know, and, and movies and shit. And Wallace, he's just trying to make a, you know, make his ends meet live day by day in New York, whatever. You know, he's kind of weary about his friend. He's, I don't know, I kind of don't want to, but, you know, I'm, you know, he's, he's like, up until the point where he meets him, he, he's, he goes through his mind, what he's thinking and everything. And it's just, it really... It, this is a movie where if you walk away within the first five or ten minutes, you're not going to like the movie at all. You know, you can come back later and watch it. You're not going to like it. It, it. it it takes a, I guess, a certain type of person to like it, maybe, I guess. It, I, I, it, I don't know. It takes a patience. It takes a patience. It takes a time to sit and listen to these guys. That's what I've always thought. It but takes it takes maybe, a moment. Maybe may, it could be it, it, that could be, and for me it wasn't, because I used to have no patience as when I as a kid, and I watched this as a kid from, and I I absolutely wow, loved it. That's impressive, dude. But, I'm gonna give it to you. That's impressive. But the, I couldn't have done that as a kid. But the thing was, I I, I liked how the conversation dialogue went. Although I didn't understand everything until later, and mm-hmm. later when I did, it made it even that much better. Hence why it is in my uh, top five. And uh, I'd like to play a little something here. Um, yeah, absolutely. If uh, Let me make sure the volume is up on this. Hopefully, let me know if this sounds distorted or not, but here we go. All right, go ahead, play it away. Okay, yes. We are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean... Uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now, and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert, who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the Redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. That we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. 
See, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished. And that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now. And that from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing. And there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts. And that history and memory are right now being erased. And soon, nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Amen. That was in 1981 when this came out. Okay, and like like I said, I, this right on the button, This I this movie just drew me in as a kid, not fully understanding it, and it just it was something about it. I I just I loved it because it was just like a it was a uh, the banter back and forth. It was just I, I don't it was, it was something about it. Well, that's all back, back your mouth, back, back, your, back your, your mouth away from the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. So we both have seen this movie. Like, I saw it when I was young. You saw it when you were young. Yeah. Like, we both know this movie. It's still a bit close. It sounds like you're about to lick it. Oh, oh my God. This is a microphone in your mouth. If you just pop it out of your mouth, like a little bit like that. So, so There you go. Better. Okay. We both have seen this movie. Yes. And, like, we both saw it as young men. Mm -hmm. And I think that means so much more. It's like listening to uh, George Carlin or Richard Pryor as young people and understanding the simple fucking ridiculousness of the world. Yeah. And getting mad at a young age. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Maybe that came from having parents who were a little edgier. (laughs) A little... Your your microphone picks up a lot of movement right there. Sorry, I was putting the the, the tabs down. Okay, okay. so, so maybe that, that, that comes from parents who were a little edgier, who... Um, were just restrictive. Yeah, yeah, and actually had more open minds to give us, like, these ideas. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, it's so strange that we both think on the same it, terms. It, what, what is crazy is because, like, you... I hate the term woke because typically nowadays when people use woke, they have no clue what they're talking about. They think they're woke or not. They're just fucking ignorant. But people, when you see a lot of like conspiracy theorists or what are people labeled as conspiracy theorists, that particular movie, that scene, it comes up a lot. And the thing is, here it is, 2000, it's in the, uh, uh, excuse me, 21st century. We're in 2022, and people now putting this, you know, there are people that are like half our age that are putting this, 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 that video out from a movie Uh from 1981, okay? Yeah. And if you really think about it, from 1981, and everybody that sees all these problems going on for like the last 30 years or so, last 30 to 40 years, I'm like, fuck, well, it was like over 40 years ago this movie came out, so if... They're talking about this in 1981, then pretty sure, at least in the 30, 40 years before that, you know, 
there were issues Those going on. problems were still happening, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you really got to think about it. If and, and people don't put movies like this out or write books like 1984 out, you know, just out of shit. and You know, it's, it's... Yeah, it should... A Handmaid's Tale, this shit doesn't happen out of nothing. Yeah. It's entertainment. It's a movie. It's fiction. Okay. All right. I got it. I got it. Look at the world. Look what's going on. Look what has been going on. There you go. You know, it's it's. There's always a basis for what they're putting out. Okay. There's always something. No matter how crazy fantasy fiction and movie is, there's always some type of truth when someone makes a movie. Okay. There is always some type of relevant existing truth to that person's life or to what they're seeing. Whoever's writing it, that you know, it's always every single movie. There always is. Yes, sir. Okay, so um, I think V for Vendetta is such a popular damn movie. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think Alan Moore writing The Watchmen and things like that is such a popular? Okay, the movie itself. Here's so if anybody has HBO, all right. If you have the HBO access to it, here's what I recommend. You can actually go, do go watch the Watchmen movie. Just go ahead and just get that out. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a great movie. It is. It doesn't follow the comics the way it should, but it's a great movie. If you don't want to buy all the the fucking Watchmen comic books, that's fine. If you have HBO, you can actually see, they have a, uh, you can actually do the comic movie version of it. Where they actually take from the comic book, the pictures and all that. Okay. And they use that, and they do some little bit of movements on it, so it's like you're watching a cartoon or a, a motion comic. I think what they call it is a motion comic. So you can actually go through the entire, and it's like a little mini series, but they're going through the entire, the original, you know, Watchmen comic books that, that uh, Alan Ross wrote. And I, I mean, let me tell you something, folks. This we've talked about this before. It was a very dark, dark, fucking dark, fucking. Uh, Oh, book. Yeah, that's a frightening ass comic to read. Um, and, and there is a lot of differences you'll find too. And and and, and then if you go after you, like I said, still have HBO. Then you'll see the uh, the Watchmen that there's a TV series, and that came out a few years ago, and it's um, it's also very interesting. And if you guys have never heard of us talk about you know the uh, Tulsa massacre, you'll you'll you you'll actually learn a few things from just that show about it which is sad because you don't really hear about the Tulsa massacre in in, in, in in history books so before I get any more into that like I said yeah um Tulsa massacre Oklahoma 1921 I think it was go look that up all right my number three number three like I said number one was American Psycho number two was my dinner with Andre number three this one is you and I cool hand Luke oh Brother, I told you, man. It's got, man. This is always going to be up there. This one will always be up there. See, I, I, that's not a mind-numbing movie for me, so that's why I didn't include it on my list. Yeah, but it's, that, as far as greatest of all time, it's like, and this is my personal greatest, and I know it's one of your personal greatest. It, it is absolutely one of the greatest uh, movies. I'm sorry, ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh. You want to talk about a man That's who gets three. sent to jail for something minor, but realizes that his 
joy for freedom and what people want to restrict him to just doesn't jive together and how he'll resent that and how he'll buck against that system. Uh, I'm sorry, I was talking to my dad actually the other day. This is so awesome. I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up, dude. Uh, one of the greatest scenes is uh, when they when they have them start sanding the road they're tarring, and they start running. Mm-hmm. Guys start moving fast, and everybody starts standing in the road, and they're like, "What the fuck are we doing?" He's like, "Just keep going." And they finally get done, and uh, the guy goes, "What do we do now?" And he goes, "Nothing, nothing." nothing. <laughs> like we've done our job mm-hmm. for the day. We've, we've done everything they ask. They can't ask anymore from us. I thought, like, honestly, that is one of the coolest moments in cinema yeah. that ever fucking happened. And, and, and if, if this doesn't make sense to anybody, it's like, this is like their way of bucking a system. And exactly. it worked. Exactly. Like, these are the supposed bad guys. But... They won this time, and they they this is harsh Fucking labor. These guys, this is back in, and hell, even up until I think even the eighties, we still had those chain gangs and shit. I think down south, do, I'm pretty sure we still do. And, and, and if anybody doesn't know the history about these old chain gangs, I mean, because I think and and the south was the last that we. I think we there still exists to uh, a more uh, to a, a different, better level than what they used to be. But they were. It was not a fun thing. You were. It was. It was hard labor, and this guy's job was to. Yeah. Th- these guys' job was to, you know, to tar and then throw uh, uh, dirt or whatever to basically make, you know, to for roads and for uh, train tracks too, and yep. they worked from sun up to sun down. Yep. You know, you wanted to go take a piss. It's like. Boss, permission to take a piss. Boss, water, please. Boss, this. Yeah. Hey, boss, this. And can I put on glasses? Can I take off my shirt? Yeah. I mean, minimal fucking things that you would normally just do. Yeah, you had to ask, ask permission. permission. You know, boss, permission to sneeze. Boss. Yeah. You know. And and the fact that this guy, in in one scene, he motivated. He was like a crew. hero to these guys. Oh my god, and a, a whole crew did this and it got to the end and you know the man with no eyes mm-hmm. was looking at him and and, and what do we do now nothing mm-hmm. like they actually had a couple minutes for themselves mm-hmm. like that was enough for these guys yeah that was that simply <laughs> enough to have a few moments for themselves to breathe like, like, um, and that, that's, that's so, it, to them, that was so important to be able to have time to relax, to just. Yeah, sir. Because you didn't get that. You, you, you worked no. seven days a week. And I think you had a couple hours on like on a Sunday, if I believe. But yeah, I mean, in, in real life, when it comes to those tank games, you know, in, in the prisons, it was hard, hard labor. You know, if you were old, if you physically could not do that. You were doing something else. You were probably one of the guys that you're tasked with taking care of, you know, one of the warden's dogs or, or, you know, cleaning back at the fucking camp while everybody else is 
you know, you were still doing a labor of some sort, maybe not as aggressive, but, you know, you, 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 uh, it was not a good life, well, but I can't, you, I can't believe you chose that, bro. That That's so awesome. Oh yeah. That, that, that just tickle that, that tickles my nuts so good. I mean, I it, love it. American I love Psycho, that that. I mean, I mean, it, I know you love American Psycho. I, I, know, I don't love the book. Yeah. Oh, the and book the book is, that's its own little animal. But I mean, but I, the two I knew you definitely agree with for my top five is Dinner with Andre and Cool Hand Luke. Because those were, those two will always, always be there. Um, oh, absolutely. My American Psycho will always be there. And my next one, which is number four, um, is also one that will always be up in the top ten. This one is Last of the Mohicans. Oh, came out in 1992. Yeah, another one. Jesus. God, this was such a phenomenal fucking. I don't. The beginning, the beginning with the fucking, with him shooting the fucking uh, the deer. I mean, mean, you talked about the opening, uh, the very opening of Chingachgook and Hawkeye. Chingachgook, yeah, Chingachgook. Yeah, yeah, Chingachgook and Hawkeye and. Chasing down the elk, yeah, and and they, they they do it, and they you know ask him to forgive them for you know giving their life, brother, mm-hmm. and and then they go on to uh, the actual uh, uh, the uh, what's his name? Shit, uh, Samuel. Uh, I think I think his name is Samuel. His homestead. And you know they t- they they talk about oh, what they're yeah. doing. They actually split some of their food with him, and all that shit. And oh, um, but when you get into the movie part of it, I mean Daniel Day Lewis. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is a guy who lived for three months as a mountain man, who actually got so stressed out by the director that he wanted to smoke, but he rolled his own cigarettes because it was more authentic. Yeah, the, the, he went through training. This dude went through hand-to-hand combat training by special forces. I mean, he no shit. He was taught how to, you know, how to shoot. He was taught how to shoot, not just to shoot. He they they put him like, okay, this you need to be able to shoot. He matter of fact, he became an actually very good with accuracy as far as his marksmanship, and they ended up teaching him like to do like running and shooting. They. They really put him through the uh, uh, through the fucking course to you know to train yeah. him um, knife fighting, and they train because if you look at some of it, because uh, um, one thing that you know in, in different you know as far as the different indigenous Indians, there uh, when it comes to fighting with axes and blade, different types of blades is um, they were actually very proficient when it comes to striking areas like inside the thighs, inside the arms, areas where you know, major arteries. This is shit that they were doing back in the fucking 15 and 1600s. These, that's like, that was, that they were good with that. I mean, a lot of shit we learned work from the American Indians, you know, as far as our special forces and our combat styles and all that shit we learned from them. And so he went through a lot of fucking training by some badass dudes. And, you know, he, he he took it to another. As far as an actor, it, it, he took it to a whole new level, and it's just and it, it, that a testament to that character of a person to be yeah. to do to, to do that. 
He didn't have Absolutely, to. Absolutely, bro. And he wanted he wanted to go beyond, and he did. Daniel Day Lewis, I just that shows his his the he, pedigree that he has, his credibility, yeah. his you know. He's he's one of those actors. Well, former actors, because I believe he's quit again. Mm-hmm. That will never, ever, ever be surpassed. I mean, Bill the Butcher. You know, all the roles that he put so much into. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry, Hawkeye mm. is one of those ones that, like, me and my dad, you know, we, my dad grew up in the, the Hudson Valley. And that's where I was born, was the Hudson Valley. Gangs in New York was <laughs> another amazing one. Yeah, Gangs in New York. Mm-hmm. But, you know, watching that and seeing that, and seeing this guy run through areas where he hunted and, you know, I've been hunting and stuff like that. It's it's just so, I don't know. Man. Folks, if you, if you, if you, you know, it's trying equal. to picture what we're talking about, go it's, to YouTube. Just simply go to YouTube, type in Daniel D. Lewis, Last of the Mohicans, training. And you'll see videos of, like, the shit that he went through. And it's very yeah. fascinating. Um, but, yes, this, this movie... There's just so much. It is so powerful. It is so. It is. There are just so many it, different. It's a long ass fucking movie, but it's like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I know. It's, it's an hour and fifty two minutes. I, I just looked this up just now because I was here. Really yeah. Just now. I, I, Jesus, I, I thought it was like, like closer to three. I was like, I gotta look this up. I, I honestly thought it was more than that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm looking this up. You know, and I'm just it, you could take. Anywhere in this movie, you can pick, you can split this movie in 30-minute segments. Absolutely. And in every 30-minute segment, you're going to find a scene that is just so fucking powerful, so fucking amazing. Holy still, shit. That scene behind the waterfall. Oh, Stay alive, no matter what occurs. That, that, okay, that right there, that scene is probably one of the greatest ones. But it's how far. I will find you. And he goes and runs through the fucking waterfall. And you're like, holy shit. I was a woman that won his children. But at the same time, we would laugh because we would say that jokingly because it sounded so ridiculous. Absolutely. It's completely stupid. <laughs> to see that in the modern movie, you'd be like, what a douche. But see that in this movie, but you actually feel it. You like, get goosebumps watching this fucking movie. If you do not get goosebumps watching this movie, you probably have a serious, either a serious medical condition or a serious, serious psychological condition. One of the two. Because I, I, you will, have, I, at some point in this movie, you're going to get goosebumps. I, I think it's him. I think it's, I think it's actually Daniel Day-Lewis and the passion he provides in the character and, you know, don't be telling us what to do with our own scalps. Be concerned what you do with your oars, and you know he's 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 always about that and always very blunt. I mean, shit, and, the, the actors. I mean, here, folks, let me put this through. You got Madeline Stowe, you got Eric Schwig, uh, Russell Means, you got fucking uh, Stephen Waddington, West Studi. I mean, it, it it it's Terry Terry Keeney, Tracy Ellis. You got fucking Dennis Banks. Uh, fucking Pete, uh, Post, what, I can never get his fucking name right, Post, um, fuck, what is it, Postal Weight, Postal Weight, some shit, I don't know, it's just a phenomenal fucking cast, go look it up, go these fucking actors, these guys are fucking, 
strangers and they yeah. just stay as they lay. Like, man, how intense is that? That you know these are their friends, these are their loved ones. Yeah. They are letting them lay to die open in the ground without burying them to prevent any tracking. Yeah. Like, that is so intense and so heartfelt. Mm -hmm. And feel it when he says it. You feel that so much. And so does she. And you see that she feels it. Mm -hmm. That's what's so amazing in this movie. Is that there's reciprocation on both sides. Like, of that feeling of weight, of what everything means and how they don't understand maybe exactly what it means. Yeah. But it's something. The battle at the very end, that battle in, with the, between uh, uh, West Studi and the Russell Means, or, or, or Chingakuk oh. Chinga and uh, uh, Marla, yeah. the mm. battle between those two at the end, fucking love it. Uh -huh. Kidding me? And, and of course, with Uncas when he when he dies, it, you know that started with Uncas and Magua, and then with you know Chingak when he comes. Well, out. I'll God. tell you when. I'll, and the music, I, that music, just that, that, that build up, and they're tracking them through the woods because they they, they wow. show you like how, and that's the thing, movies don't really show you like how you track people through woods, and like they legit at being someone who's been trained on how to be a man tracker. They actually do quite a bit, and they show like stuff they're looking at, different key things when you're trying to track someone through. Yeah, but they do it so fast and so ridiculously fast. Okay, <laughs> so well, like, that's a bit excessive. <laughs> sorry, I'm excited. I just love the fucking movie, and I just I know, I know, I, know, I love it too. I love <laughs> it too. But when you're right, when Uncas, when Uncas dies, and then in in Chingachgook sees that. And and he runs up, but he, you know you see him. He screams "Ungas!" Like that moment is so emotional. <laughs> You're about to die. Like, you know, he died for a woman he loved, and who loved him, mm -hmm. and never said anything. But if you ever read the book, you realize how deeply in love they were with each other. Mm -hmm. And you you see that you know just kind of. Almost visualized. Well, I mean, because it was a two-hour movie, and because you don't back then. I mean, this was a ninety-two, and you really didn't have that many movies that were over two hours. Nowadays, you'll find movies, you know, a lot more. But you know, <laughs> then because money too, so it's it's you didn't have that many movies that actually legitimized the relationship between a Native American man and a white woman either. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is what that was. Now, I, I, I want to move on to my number five real quick. I, I okay. we, We've already gone. Just folks, like I said, Lights and the Mohicans, Denny Lewis, 1992, came out. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Be alone. You realize that. What's that? <laughs> what? I said, you realize we can go on for like three hours about this movie. I know, yeah, we can. We can. <laughs> We're talking about more about this movie than the other <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I love it. Okay. It's awesome. This one, I don't. This one never made it to my uh, top ten. Previously, top ten. Okay. But it is my top. It is number five, right now, currently. This movie is a comedy, <laughs> World War Two type <laughs> comedy, with okay. 
Like, before you even say the name, I'm gonna, and you'll know. Don't say it, don't tell, don't tell me, don't say it, don't ruin it. Let me at least get off some of the actors and then I'll give the movie name because you'll know right away. Okay? Okay. All right. Nancy Allen, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, you got Ned <laughs> Speedy, you got fucking Christopher <laughs> Lee. I mean, it, this is Robert Stack, Warren Oates, you got fucking John Candy. You got fucking Eddie Deason. You got fucking uh, Alicia Cook Jr. This Treat Williams. The movie, 1941. Wow. Yes. Wow. This movie was... Not a movie I thought you, you'd ring out of your hat. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Really? Yeah. I would not it's have just, thought It's so fun. This a... movie is so fun. And it's... It's packed full of like little like little things that actually throw like it, it, it's a complete comedy. It's a complete shit show. It makes f- total fun of an incident back in fucking you know in in, in fucking uh, uh, it, it, that happened back in California in World War Two. It just completely throws it overboard. But at the same time, they actually throw like little things in that like were actually part history. They throw in like a little bit of here to kind of like what the fuck. It just, it's so, it just, there's so many people, all the actors, just everything, and they mesh it all together in just fabulous fucking movie. Oh, man, oh, man. 1941, okay? So this came out in 1979. It was about an hour and 58 minutes. Um, it's an action comedy uh, movie, uh, action comedy war, slash, slash, slash. Um, director, Steven Spielberg. <clears throat> um, it was the writers yeah. was uh, the writers it was uh, Robert uh, Zimkis Bob Gale John Melius or Melius 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 something like that and it's just so fucking amazing this yeah, I mean you got John Belushi he plays Wild Bill you got Dan Aykroyd you got uh, Lorraine Gary Ned Beatty mm-hmm. Nancy Allen, Jesus, John Candy, <laughs> Christopher Lee. I mean, it's, I mean you have yeah. a, a little list. Mickey Rourke is in this movie, people. Mickey Rourke is in this movie. This is a movie that you need to sit down with literally a giant glass of brandy <laughs> and understand that you need to finish that brandy in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> enjoy that whole movie because if you don't you're really not gonna like it because you need to be half drunk to enjoy it <laughs> or just be a little weird you know yeah, i guess when i first no, saw this no, oh being a little weird does not help this movie oh, hey, hey, hey. when i first saw this i loved it and i was a fucking i was i don't think i was even a teenager i think it was uh I was like nine. I was, yeah, I think I was like eight or nine years old when I first saw this. This is when I lived in the mental hospital. Wow, it got quite quick. <laughs> well, no, I was trying to like get the time together in my head. Eight or nine years old. I that was uh, eight. I was in eighty nine. Nine was yeah. I say about eighty eight, eighty nine. It was right around eight. Yeah, that's right. Eighty eight, eighty nine. Right around there, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in the mental hospital at that time. Is when I saw that. Jeez. Yeah. That's not good. That's that's really. 
Really? That's, that's what you got to say? Well, what do you want me to say? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so happy you were there. Dude, that's not good. Bro. Hey. Well, hey, it's a great show to watch. I, I don't know. Or movie. I, oh. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a fantastic well, movie. Your first thought? I was in middle hospital where I was a little kid. There's movies that should have put everything <laughs> in it on an A-list. But it didn't. It put everyone in it in kind of a watch out for these miscreants list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, think of Dan Aykroyd. Um, uh, uh, shit. He was young, uh, he, too. I mean, because he's 79. He, I mean, he, he was big, but he wasn't at his biggest. All those people after that, what they do? Yeah, they SNL movies. They didn't do fucking big name movies. Mm-hmm. They, they were kind of almost like, eh, don't touch him yet. <laughs> you know, it was it was almost kind of sketchy. <laughs> this is, I love this fucking movie. I I really do. This is such a fucking amazing. It's so many fucking actors, and the one liners. It's full. Of, it's chock full of one liners. It really is. I mean, it's, it's it, it not not a bunch of chock full one liners from like one particular actor. I mean, the the sheer number of fucking you know amazing fucking actors and the supporting actors, and each of them they have like a it, it's like air like a, a airplane. You know, you I, I would say okay, you have a, amazing yeah. cast. As far as the one-liners, they're more so less until less people. This one, you have all these fucking one-liners, but it just thrown out to even more, you know, actors. It's just, oh, it's so fucking good. You can watch this over and over again. Like, you can watch this two or three times in a row. You're going to catch up on shit you missed previously, you know, on, on one beforehand. Shit that you may not have found funny at one time, and then you're like, oh, okay. You start, you'll laugh at it again. It is a happy movie. You're gonna fucking love this movie, unless you're a fucking piece of shit. And and that's not the really. Kind of movie. But no, it is. No, I no, like no, this. No, is no, what my no. number five. So that's that's what's awesome. That's the kind of movie you want to see. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of movie you want. Like either you're gonna really like this, or you're a dick. Like <laughs> 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 like honestly. Like, you can tell me either you're going to really, you're kind of an asshole. Oh, my chest hurts. And I love that because I know then if I watch a movie and I'm like, eh, like, I know I'm kind of being a dick. <laughs> I really got to check, like, like, Nacho Libre. Yeah. Like, one of my buddies was like, Gary, you're going to love this movie. You're going to love it. And I was watching it and I was kind of like, eh, this movie kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm not laughing. And I called him, and I was like, "The fuck, dude!" I didn't I was care like, for that movie. It was okay. I didn't really laugh a lot to it. It was just recommended this. What the hell? And he goes, "What kind of state of mind are you?" And I was like, "I don't know." I said, "Works hard, and everything's kind of easy." He goes, "He goes no." He goes, "Get into a happy state of mind. Get to where you're laughing at everything. Yourself, your family." Everything get to where you're laughing. So I did that, and I rewatched it, 
And in that state, watching it, I was like, this is the most hilarious fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Especially when he does the whole baptism scene. (laughs) (laughs) It slammed his head into the water. And I lost it laughing so hard. I damn near pissed myself. Like, I was rolling laughing. And I couldn't recover. I had to stop the movie. And be like, the funniest thing in my life. It, that is. It is. It, you know what? Nineteen forty-one. I, I, I'm going to say this. Yes, nineteen forty-one is one of those. If you're if you're not liking it, it probably is because one, either you're a dick, or you're just not in the right frame of mind. You got to get in that right frame of mind, honestly. And that sounds like one of those. You know, it honestly is one of those movies. That you have to be like in the laughy, jokey frame of mind that will get you where you're supposed to be. Yes, yes. No, it's it's not gonna get you there. You have to be having fun walking in, and if you're not, you're wasting your time. And that's important, I think, in a movie sense. Yeah. I, and I think you would agree. Yeah. You know, it's the same with horror movies, same with drama, same with action. Like, you kind of need to be in that frame of mind. You need to be in the, you know, naked gun frame of mind, the airplane, <laughs> call me Shirley. You know, you need to be in that when you roll in and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> And when you start like living the type of mentality in your brain, it's hey, you think it's when things get weird, and you start meeting people like me and gravy, and you start meeting people like me, and you have more problems than <laughs> you need to worry about. Oh my god! Okay, so that that's that. I I was gonna go over. Um, we're actually getting over. We're actually over time. I wanted to go a little dark. I wanted to go over um, a little. I, I, you know what? My little dark topic. I'll put that off to another episode. What is this Wednesday right now? Is where it comes. Thursday, Wednesday. bro. I don't know. What are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to do another one tomorrow? I work tomorrow night. Really? Yeah, I work tomorrow night and Saturday night, and then I am off for a week because I start my new job. Is it? What? What is it? Is it? What day of the week is this? Oh, it is Thursday. Thursday. Okay. My bad. I'm thinking it's Wednesday. That's okay. Okay. All right, whatever. Well, we'll do another one very soon. Very soon. Yes, sir. Because we need to. I need to. Yes. This is good. I enjoyed I this. this was I mean, I'm in the garage. I turned the fan off because there was too much background noise, and I'm sweating right now. But I don't care. I can smoke while I'm doing this. Although... I shouldn't be because my ch- I've been having a lot of pain in my chest because I, I tore something about a week and a half ago, I would say. Yeah, it's not good. I've been in, not I've been in quite a bit of pain since then. So it's, um, I just, I refuse to go to the hospital to get it looked at. <laughs> a boy. Yeah, I'm one of those. a boy. Yeah. Just need some more Motrin, more water, more coffee, more alcohol. I'm good. I actually haven't been smoking as much lately because of it. So, yeah. I'm, <clears throat> yeah. But I do have a bit of a, a sinus fucking drainage going on today. Cause, which I 
I'm a blowing a fucking load out my nose, which that sounded even worse. That was, we can go that is. Yeah, okay, so uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> Love it. I can just go, I don't give a fuck. I look dark. <laughs> I, I really, I, okay, these days I try to, I don't go out as much. You know, I'm living in the country and I'm just like, for one, I'm, all my stuff finally trying to put it all away and, and, and do what I'm doing. I don't want to go into detail, whatever, but it's just, you know, um, my spare time <clears throat> when I'm not watching videos on uh, how many blocks of cheese a 50 cal can go through or, um, seriously, I was watching a fucking a video last night. I was like, I've got, mm. I've got a Barrett. And then, you know, we're going to see how many round, how many blocks of cheese we can go through. Yeah, that's the type of shit I do at 3 you know, or 4 in the fucking was, morning. Last night I was watching a video on how bad Captain Marvel sucked. <laughs> oh, I can't even. I can't. I just, I, I, hate, I have so much contempt for that fucking movie. Can't it's just sing. Not only that, but uh, 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 Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You know what? You know what? Here's something I, I, I've been thinking about doing. I, I, I'm looking at maybe running for like a uh, council something position, some type of low-level political position out here. And I'm, uh, I, I think I'm going to do that. Go for sheriff. Fuck no, no, not a, not. A, okay, I, I'm not going to spend. You, you know, I can't go. I'm not going through fucking like however many fucking months of fucking. Uh, uh, you know, the police academy. No, no, no. Huh? Like a low slung six wheeler. Like, yeah, limping in. <laughs> with, with, with all the fucking issues I've got and the shit I'm dealing with with the VA, the, 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 the police Dude, wouldn't fucking that's... take me. No, no I, I, shut up for a second. No, seriously, I, I, I have been looking and doing just getting into fucking politics. Why not? Okay. How 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 much how much more fucked up can I do advice what I'm seeing already? You know? You know what the worst thing that could happen to me is? You get shot. That, yes. I'll be threatened and shot. And you know what? I more likely will get threatened because you know me, I like to say shit that's you know, I, I don't have that problem. Let me yeah. learn a little bit what I'm doing, and then afterwards I'm like, okay, you know what? Here's the problem that I'm seeing. This person, this person, this person, this person. Next thing I know, I've got threats and lawsuits come. You know, threats of lawsuits and threats of physical harm coming to my way. I don't care. You know what? Long, long as my, uh, long as I, long as I get my uh, last will and testament done and everything, you know, as far as where all my shit's gonna go, I'm good. If someone wants to kill me, fine. Go ahead. Hey, just so you know. Yeah. I want your rectum and your belly button. Oh. You know what? I. I just gave me an idea. Not even fucking around. Okay. I want them both. My both? My belly button and my rectum? In your left eye. <sighs> oh, no, no, no. No eyes, but I'll give you both ears. How about that? I'll give you both ears. Nah, right ear. No, let both. No, right no, you either. don't get to choose. It's one. Right it's either none or both. Okay. Shit. Both ears. My asshole, my belly button, and both ears. the situation, huh? No, no. You gotta have them both. I'll even right, make I'll sure they sew 
both the two earlobes together. So both ears and nothing else. So it looks like fucking a, a, an apple that you cut open. That's that's weird. Okay, oh, dig it. I'll do it. Slide. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> so the asshole has yeah, to connect to the, the belly ear. button, right? <laughs> belly button ears. That's what I do. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to give someone one of my eyeballs, it's going to be someone that I have a somewhat romantic type of, you know, thing with because I plan on putting it in like a, a flower. So it's like, that's like the center of the flower and it has like all these. We don't have a romantic thing. What? What got love for me? Not that kind of way, buddy. Sorry. Uh-uh. Not that kind of way. I love you. I love you like crazy, but not that kind of way. Even if I was gay, I'm sorry. I'd probably spit on you, but that's about it. <laughs> Maybe a kiss on the forehead. I'll give you a kiss on the forehead and shake. That's it. Sorry. But I'll give you my asshole uh, the, a link to oh, attach to my belly button and my left and right ear. So uh, I'll give those to you, but they'll be they'll have to be attached to each other. Sounds fair. Okay. My eyeballs are going to women that I that I find very uh, uh, fond of emotionally, physically, and mentally. All right. God, that would fuck them up too. <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch it. <laughs> you sent them to so I can see that video. <laughs> Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna get my phone out. <laughs> well, there we go. it's been fun, folks. Um, sorry, my butthole is no longer available. Or, 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 or my That's belly button. I mean, you've ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I want your belly button and your belly in your. And your butt all okay, but it's going to be a text to each other. Oh, shit. <sighs> I think it does, doesn't it? You're you're in the medical field. I, I think that there there's a way that it does connect because they're. I mean, cause, I mean, no, the belly button's closed off. There's it, nothing that comes through your belly well, button. Well, there, there's there's some like vessels or, or nerves or something because you stick your finger in your belly button and your asshole kind of feels weird. See, no, yes. mine is. Yes, my don't tell me I'm button. wrong, asshole. Don't tell me I'm wrong. I'm, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Because if I stick my finger in my belly button, my dick tingles. This is something I've talked about with plenty of friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the dick. It's the dick. Okay, so the belly button is, it links to the dick. Mine. Oh, the mine, asshole? I don't know. When I stick Maybe my belly button. I don't and, know. And, my finger, my belly, but my dick tingles. I get a tingle at the I, end. I don't hold know. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, ahead. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that hit pretty good, too. You're right. Crazy. Dick. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that hit hey. a little harder than before. That hit, I, I think I may have touched a little too hard. But because that really, that made me kind of jump back a little. <laughs> really wide circles and then do really quick narrow circles. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm. Uh, I gotta do this offline in the shower. All right. I'm gonna go play with my belly button, people. 
Have fun. All right. Hey, have a good one. Um, uh, do something nice for somebody. Uh, uh, be humble as often as you can. We're not perfect. We all assholes at some point in our life, but try to be humble. Do things for people. If you see someone that needs a hand, give them a hand. That doesn't mean clap for them, unless that's what they need. You know, find an old lady, talk to her, tell us her hi. There's an old man that looks grumpy as fuck, but like, hey, good sir. Just want to say hi and hope you're doing okay. Complete stranger, do that shit. Nobody does that, okay? Most people I know don't. Why do you not? Is it because it just seems weird? Well, you know what? If you know me personally, you know I'm fucking weird. And I have no qualms about doing that. I will say the most random shit to people. And if anybody, like you know this, and, and, and my, my room, uh, Bruce knows this, that I have no problem. I love going to Walmart and just letting, letting ass loose and then just casually walking away like it never happened. Because I, this, it comforts me. And I find it extremely amusing. Good. Because being weird and weirding, or, or I don't know. I, I, I enjoy making people feel good. But I also enjoy creeping people out. Why I enjoy both the same amount, I, I, I don't understand. I probably never will. But it's, it's just, that's my, that's my weird, that's, that's me. Biscuits does what Biscuits does. That's right. Either he'll love you or he'll creep you out. Yeah, and I, I, I creeped out some poor lady at Subway yesterday. That poor girl. <laughs> Sorry, that's another conversation. Um, so yeah, be humble, do something nice for somebody. Don't be a douchebag, and uh, go clean your belly button. Don't be a douchebag, brother. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> bye bye, nipples. Uh-huh.